Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, November 17th. S&P futures are trading off about 15 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 30 points. That's about 25 basis points. The major European indices are trading down about 20 basis points, and Asia was mixed across the board. So you're seeing a little bit of a reversal this morning from the last um, you know, six sessions where you had these enormous vaccine-driven gains. So you had, obviously, the Pfizer vaccine news out last Monday. You had Moderna out this, uh, yesterday. That catalyzed an enormous bout of outperformance in cyclical value stocks, especially within that the epicenter names, so the names that are most impacted by COVID, whether it be non-essential retail, travel, leisure, lodging, um, office, and retail REITs. So this morning, this seems to be, um, again, just the market taking a little bit of a breather, consolidating, digesting those gains. You know, the big overarching theme for this market right now from the um, in the US remains this tug of war between near-term negative news on COVID and the medium long-term vaccine optimism. So in the near term, you continue to have a lot of bleak headlines of you know surging cases, rising hospitalizations, and then increased mitigation steps. You have a variety of different governors and, and local um, you know city officials around the country implementing um, you know degrees of mitigation steps as they as they attempt to clamp down on the virus. You're not seeing anyone go back to the complete lockdown days of March and April. Um, but these mitigation actions will have an effect on growth, obviously, especially in Q4. Um, and that's, again, that's offset by the vaccine optimism. So, you know, I think in the last six sessions, you've had this enormous rally in certain um, of those cyclical stocks. You know, it's you probably are not going to see the vaccine news flow get any better than it is right now, at least for probably the next month. You know, the next catalysts are going to be the AstraZeneca data, the Johnson Johnson data. Um, you know, you are going to see more readouts from the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. What we saw right now was just preliminary data as they hit the first stages of um, of the case figures that prompts the data readout. So as they get to additional um, thresholds as far as COVID cases, they'll they'll produce more data. Um, but again, I think it's very it's hard to say you're going to see the vaccine news flow get any better than it is right now. And after the recent rally, it makes some sense that you kind of see the price action you're seeing this morning, um, you know, just mild profit taking. I do think, though, that this cyclical value rotation has a lot more runway ahead of it. It won't be linear. You're going to see days where markets are going to be overwhelmed by the near term negativity around COVID. Um, but again, I think that the vaccines really provide a pathway out of the um, out of this pandemic um, you know, you are going to see these things start to get rolled out before the end of the year for high-risk patients. And then it's probably by March or April next year that you're going to see really widespread availability of the vaccine. So I think that's going to be kind of the North Star that that provides, again, the pathway out of the pandemic. But for the next couple of months, it's still going to be quite bleak um, in terms of news flow. And that tug of war, again, is the big theme in markets right now. Um, so other than that, there's really not a lot else to talk about today. You didn't have any major economic numbers this morning. The narratives around kind of the big, um, the other major macro topics, whether it's fiscal stimulus, monetary policy, the U.S. presidential trendi- transition um, are all unchanged from where they were yesterday. On the monetary policy front, the ECB meeting on December 10th, again, investors are, are very um, are very focused on that. You've had a lot of, um, uh, you know, suggestive remarks from ECB officials. It looks like you're at least going to get a half trillion euro bump to the quantitative easing program at that meeting. Um, You are starting to see investors focus more now on the Fed. So the Fed comes up on December 16th. 
remember the Fed is buying 120 billion dollars worth of assets a month, 80 treasuries and and 40 of MBS. Um, the speculation for December 16th isn't really whether or not the Fed will increase that pace, but instead if they shift its focus further out on the curve um, as they attempt to clamp down on ten-year uh, yields. And so, you know, there ha- there was some chatter about that yesterday. I'm sure that will continue going forward. Um, you know, I do think that is it, the Fed will very likely take that step. It's just a question of whether it happens in December or January. Um, you know, whether you know again whether it's the 16th or they wait until the new year to do it after the Georgia runoffs are out of the way. But the Fed is is definitely in focus um, as expectations seem very full for the ECB on the 10th. On fiscal stimulus, again, very much the same as before. I find it very hard to see Congress passing a massive bill in the lame duck. Um, and then, you know, what happens after January 20th will depend on how things go with the Georgia runoffs. Um, you know, I think where things stand right now, um, you know, you're probably looking at a package of a trillion dollars or less in the new year, just given that, again, you are not seeing economic data collapse. You have obviously a lot of vaccine optimism, um, and there's just not a lot of pressure being applied to uh, on Congress right now at the moment from COVID. So I think the longer that continues, the that price tag is going to um, you know bleed lower. And so you're probably looking at something of a trillion dollars or less. And again, it's going to be after the inauguration takes place. Um, on the transition front, again, there's zero doubt that Biden will be sworn in on January 20th. I think your question is what happens between now and then as the White House prepares a variety of different measures, executive uh, executive orders, staffing announcements, et cetera, in Trump's final two months in the White House. So you know, you've had a lot of headlines. Um, he's already made some major staffing decisions. He fired the Secretary of Defense. There's a New York Times article overnight about how he was ruminating about a possible military strike against Iran. He was talked out of it, apparently. Um, you know, there's more articles about certain uh, drug price announcements and opening up the... Um, the Anwar Arctic uh, zone in Alaska to oil drilling and selling off some of those rights. So I think the big debate is kind of what he does in the last two months, um, not whether or not he's going to be leaving office on January 20th. Um, And obviously China is in there also. There's been a bunch of articles in the last two days about how he could rush out some, um, you know, some increased restrictions around China. In terms of company specific news, very little to really mention other than Tesla being added to the S&P 500. So that's going to happen on December 21st. Um, you know, this was inevitable. Everyone knew it would happen eventually. The question was just timing. Remember, there was a lot of speculation back in September that it could happen then. Um, so this wasn't necessarily expected right at this moment. So certainly, obviously, a surprise. The stock was up over 10% last night and this morning. Um, and I think you know bulls viewed as a major validation of the story that's going and one that will catalyze weeks of of forced buying, and then bears will kind of consider it as the final catalyst for a stock that's already had an enormous massive bubble like rally for the last several quarters. So um, you know I think you're going to see a, a big debate around that name over the coming days. For the Tuesday session, the calendar of scheduled events is relatively light. The big focus will be on retail earnings. So this is the these are the October end reports from Home Depot, Kohl's, and Walmart all out this morning. Obviously, all of them will provide um, you know some some valuable insight into the state of the consumer, um, especially around linearity. If 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 the likes of Walmart, essential retailers have seen a big uptick in spending in the last couple of weeks as COVID numbers have increased. Um, or if you're seeing, you know, a, a weakening of, of consumer spending in general, just given that, um, you know, it's now been several months of reduced um, fiscal stimulus as a result of, um, you know, expiring uh, programs within the CARES Act. 
So that is everything for this morning. Um, thank you for listening.